Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody, on this overcast, wet day as we head for a high of 51, probably the warmest day of the week, and maybe the warmest day left in the calendar year here as we head for a high of 51 today with occasional rain, some rain tonight, down to a 31, a high tomorrow, 38. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday Approaching the middle of December here. We're at December 14th of the year 2022. Uh, So glad you're with us, however and wherever you might be listening. And we'll be with you until 11 o'clock today. A lot of open line time today. We've got Jim Dye sitting in with me in hour number two. But we'll continue the open line with him. A lot of different topics to uh, cover today. This FTX story that continues to be a a big headliner. The uh, founder Sam Bankman-Fried in the Bahamas. Uh, They've got all kind of uh, charges against him pending. So that has been a a big, big story. Uh, Jim Dye will talk with me about that and other topics in the uh, second hour. Guilty plea by a student who sent the threats to to the Urbana schools here that caused about a month-long issue every day with uh, Urbana schools. You remember that. And uh, so the charges have been... uh, Sent there and a plea set forth by the student there. So uh, that story in the News Gazette today. A big sports story was Ryan Walters leaving Brett Bielema's staff. He's now going to be the new head football coach at Purdue. I don't, I, of all the list of schools, I hadn't thought of him going to Purdue, but uh, there it is. Fellow Big Ten West member. And rival, of course, and uh, they flew him over there, which was a pretty short flight, I guess. Uh, He came, I saw the clips of him getting off the plane in Lafayette or West Lafayette, and um, it's an hour and a half drive, so it's not a very long flight, (laughs) but they got him over there. And so congratulations to Coach Walters. He'll do really well. Uh, Great leader of young men and a chance for him to be a head coach at a Power 5 school in the Big Ten. A great, great journey for him, so... What happens on the staff with uh, Brett Bielema, we'll see. Uh, when it comes to does he promote with, from within, he's got that potential. He could go outside, and I'm sure he's got a plan. He's uh, the most organized, most detailed uh, guy I've ever been around in that position. So I'm sure he'll be ready to go. But uh, interesting news there. And, of course, the uh, passing of Mike Leach, the coach for Mississippi State, at the age of 61. Very uh, interesting guy, different I heard all kinds of stories, all kinds of stories coming out 
about uh, different press conferences he had or different topics he would uh, have stream of consciousness on, basically, and just talk about anything you wanted. He was very unique for someone in that position and well-liked by a lot of folks and uh, very, very sad for the Mississippi State football family and uh, what they're going to be going through here the next couple of weeks as they get ready for their bowl game with Illinois. They are going to play it uh, January 2nd, ReliaQuest Bowl, Illinois, and Mississippi State. Uh, let's see. U.S. to approve sending Patriot missile battery to Ukraine to defend against Russian missiles. The uh, Russians have been taking out a lot of the uh, supplies of heat and energy and so forth uh, in Ukraine, using weather as a weapon, basically. Uh, severe weather, tornadoes in Oklahoma and Texas. So we're dodging a lot of bad weather. Uh, could be a lot worse. Upper Midwest, they're in blizzard conditions in some parts of the upper Midwest. Uh, news on a, a skin cancer vaccine. This is interesting. Uh, that has come out here in the last day or so. Uh, you heard CBS News mention it. Ten years since the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary in Connecticut. So uh, hard to believe it's been ten years since then. Uh, tomorrow we'll have the publisher of the News Gazette with us, Paul Barrett. Kind of get a year in review, a final uh, before the calendar year's up version of how things are going here with the newspaper and the radio stations and all of our publications. So we'll uh, hear from Paul Barrett. So if you have some questions for him tomorrow, he'll be on in the 9 o'clock hour. Busey Money Talk at 10.30 tomorrow. Friday, Joe DeLuce joins me, uh, retiring after many years. Very successful career with the Champaign Park District. So we'll talk to Joe for a little bit. And uh, Champaign Mayor Deb Finan late in the show on Friday. And then uh, next week, got some other things planned, including a um, show from the Bragginrights City, St. Louis, a week from tomorrow. We'll do the show on next Thursday from St. Louis. Good to have you with us. Uh, among our sponsors today are the folks at Hutchcraft Van Lines, Van Service. Began as a family-owned business, still a family-owned business, all the way back to the 1940s. Now all these years later, decades and decades and decades later, one of the best moving companies in Illinois, over 50 trucks, vans, and trailers to help you get you moved, whether you're moving across town or out of state. Um, they, can, they moved us couple of times in the last three years from various locations and did it seamlessly so we can recommend them highly 1614 north lincoln avenue in urbana is where they're located and they got uh, matched up with the united van lines back in the 50s Orrin and gerald agents for united van lines and just can do great things for you relocation specials they can store they've got a huge warehouse um, just a great great uh, company locally owned and operated and been around forever hutchcraft van service Give them a call, 217-328-3333 for all your moving needs. Hutchcraft Van Service here in Urbana. They've also got a location in Normal if you live over that way. 912, let me get a break in. We'll come back and get it started. Jim Dye in the second hour. Your thoughts today on this rainy Wednesday as we're, well, we're out, what, 13 days from Christmas, right? No, less than that. 11 days from Christmas. Yeah, it's the 14th. That's right. So we're, we're coming up on it fast. It's getting here faster than I ever realized. It's free shipping day today, by the way, too. A lot of stores doing that. So get your orders in. Back after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM.
Gotta get in the spirit here, right? Nine fifteen on a penny for your thoughts. Headed for a high of fifty-one today. Adam Austin is our producer again. Appreciate his work. Skin cancer vaccine showing early promise. Coming off the success of its mRNA vaccine for COVID nineteen, Moderna announcing yesterday it achieved encouraging results when it turned its vaccine technology against cancer. Company reported in a release that among 157 people with stage 3 or stage 4 melanoma, a personalized cancer vaccine that Moderna developed with Merck creating, created using mRNA genetic material from each patient's respective tumors, reduced the risk of recurrence or death by 44% compared to a standard care. For the first time ever, we have evidence that it's possible to develop a functional immune response that can treat patients' cancer from a randomized controlled trial, says uh, Dr. Stephen Hogue, the president of Moderna. So anyway, some encouraging news on that front when it comes to uh, skin cancer. And maybe uh, as we go along here, as uh, a lot of money has been raised over the years continuing these studies and trying to figure out a way to to uh, fight cancer in new and improved ways. And uh, there's a step forward there, it appears, at least uh, right now. 917, if you missed uh, any of Scott Bennett's uh, tribute yesterday from Julia Reitz and Mike Ferrix, you can go to the podcast, WDWS.com. And again, uh, one decade since 20 first graders and six adults killed in that shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary. So uh, that's been 10 years since that uh, horrific event. All right, uh, 917 at DWS. Tiny's up here. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, Brian, here a while back I uh, called you. I've always tried to uh, tell the truth. I, t- I, I tell you about things that I see or hear on the, the TV and the radio, and I give you a a real high number in uh, police killings. Did you ever check that? You doubted it. Uh, as far as the, remember that? The, na- the national number of police officers or local? Killed, yeah. yeah. I thought I, I, thought I looked it was... up. Well, anyway, uh, what I really wanted to talk about was uh, uh, this border thing down there. You know, it's got so serious that even WCIA had it on last night for the first time that I know of. And uh, now, if, if I'm wrong, why somebody can correct me. But uh, this thing is, and uh, uh, I'm going to give you a number here that I've heard. I've heard that there's been since. Biden's been in office and this border has opened that there's been over 5 million people come across there. Well, we don't get to call them. We don't get to check them. We don't, we don't, you know, we, uh, they found uh, all kinds of crooks and they've stopped them, but they can't, there's a lot of people, they don't get a check. They call them gotaways. They just 
they come because they sneak across the border and get on across, and nobody ever sees them again. And uh, we we just were so busy down there that the the poor guys can't keep track of what's going on. And uh, now we're coming up to a crucial point again. Here is uh, I think the twenty seventh of this month or whatever. I think this new deal is going to open the borders completely. Is that correct? That's uh, the uh, Title 42, yeah, the end of uh, Title 42. Comes up uh, now, in that, a week, basically. Now, is that going to open the borders completely? Well, they say that the uh, there's going to be more crossing. I mean, there's going to be a big surge. I know that. So, so yeah. this is this – is we we don't we're not going to have a country here one of these days. This this keeps on going on. They're going to leave the border open and let see the the Mexicans are not uh, the only ones that are coming across anymore. In fact, is they're 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 in the low minority. It's uh, we're coming from all over Europe, Africa, South America, and et cetera. And uh, we're just going to eliminate what's going on, and we're we're going to run the uh, standard of living that we've we've. I know I'm I'm saying things that people are saying poo poo, but you just keep on going on with this. Um, I'm I'm a electrician. I'm a union man, and for years and years, even in my short thirty some odd years as a as electrician at the university, the, our union fought for conditions uh, that we worked for and established and wages. It uh, reminds me of the, uh, and I'm going to mention that stupid Biden again, you know. He, the, he keeps telling all these labor people that, uh, oh, I'm in favor of you. And I, I like you, and I'm going to take care of you, and uh, I'm going to do things for you. That's talk. He's always always talking. Then it comes up to the time when we got the railroad strike. He says, well, he's not going to have anything to do with it. He turns it over to Congress, and what does Congress do? They've treated us just exactly. When I say us, I'm, I'm part of the, the working-class people in this country. They've treated us just like scumbags, just like they always have. They, these railroaders ask for one of the very, one of the great things that we have in a lot of our places in this world is sick leave, paid sick leave. The government shovels enough money into those railroaders and they pocket it, no doubt about it. And they won't even give those four guys they're paid sick leave so they can do a little planning on their life. Their their schedules are terrible. Uh, everything about working for the railroad is terrible. Give them some sick leave, but Biden he wouldn't have nothing to do with it. So that proves that he's not for laboring people in this country. I um I just wanted to mention that along with the the border and the other thing. Our involvement in the Ukraine war. We're get we're getting worse and worse. We're we got soldiers over there. We're sending equipment over there right now. We're probably going to have to send 
soldiers over to show them how to operate it. And it's, uh, oh, I'm laying this all at, at the feet of Bright. He's desperately, and, and I, I believe there's a lot of people in this country that uh, they're wanting us to get in a war with you, with Russia. And uh, we don't need it. Uh, and no, that's for sure. Said if, yeah. He's the same as said if, uh, if it gets too bad, he is going to use uh, a couple of bombs on us. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't have, I'm, I've already run off the head too long. I don't have much to say, but I'm very concerned over this border. I've mentioned that I don't know how many times. And you never hear anybody talk about it. They just act like, well, these these guys here we are here they they're, they're costing us billions of dollars billions and taking care of we feed them and give them cell phones transportation jobs and etc and you know what I'll even admit that we might we might need a few of them for jobs but we can get them the the, the lawful way mm-hmm. not the way it's happening today yeah. No, it's. I, I guess that. I guess that's about it. If I've, if I've quoted anything that's uh, wrong, why say so? If you oh, would, Brian. All right, sir. Hey, thank you. Oh, yes, good, sir. good. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Yeah, the numbers. Let's see here. The based off the Department of Homeland Security estimation of daily encounters once Title Forty Two is ended, December twenty first, which is a week from now. The court ordered the administration to stop using the authority, which has been used since March of 2020, to quickly return migrants to Mexico after finding it to be unlawful. The flow estimation predicts between 9,000 and 15,000 migrant crossings a day once Title 42 ends next week. For context, the average for fiscal year 2022, in which there were a record 2.3 million migrant crossings, was approximately 6,500 crossings a day. So they expected to go up from roughly 6,500 a day to between 9,000 and 15,000 migrant crossings a day when Title 42 ends. And there's been a legal battle over that for the last couple of years. 925. Hi, Brad. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to tell the community if they see my aunt Colleen Butler out today, wish her a happy birthday. Um, And... uh, Maybe uh, it would cheer her up for her birthday today. <laughs> That's good. We're happy to do that. So what's her name again? Okay. What's her name again? Colleen, Colleen Butler. Colleen Butler. Birthday. Okay. Yep. So she she lives around here. She does. Well, she good. She does, and she'll, be run, she'll probably be running the tires off the car going to lunch. <laughs> All right. Well, you just did it. Have a great day. Thank you, Brad. You too. Uh, uh, appreciate bye-bye. you listening. Thank you. Uh, there is a handy chart that is available, a listener says, illustrating the various forms of melanoma. All humans are susceptible, and we should all check our skin regularly. I've had it, and my dad also, listener says. Yeah, I, 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 and what do I do, my wife and I do, is we just, you know, and this is part of my doctor, uh, just referring it each year, is just get a head-to-toe head to uh, skin check. Just once a year. Just catch stuff before it starts, you know. Stuff pops up, or is, where'd that come from? You know, it's just important to do that, I think, and um, get that yearly physical, get those things uh, caught before they get uh, too far along. All right, we go to David next. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, just wanting to respond to the last caller. The, uh, as far as the railroad thing is concerned, yes, Biden did what he did, I think. Uh, but he still got pretty much what they wanted out of the agreement. But you know, your friend needs to understand that Biden did it. President Biden you're, you're, hey, David, your phone's kind of cutting in and out there. It sounds like you're underwater. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe. The um, previous two presidents that uh, overrode the strike for the railroaders was George H.W. Bush and Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. So, you see, it's a two-way street with regard to that. And secondly, the south border is an ongoing conversation that's been going on for all the years that I've been around. And, of course, the governors from Florida and uh, Texas are doing us a favor. Instead of shipping them back to south of the border, they're shipping them north so that they can get lost and nobody has to figure out where they're at. So why don't we just quit talking about it and do something about it. I don't think we're going to. I don't think so anytime soon. Um, it's, you know, like you're right. You've been talking about immigration for, I mean, well, forever. forever. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, Reagan, they tried, they, they came up with a bill in the mid-80s uh, yeah. in regards to yeah, immigration. Uh, and It amazes me that uh, some of these folks surface when uh, there's a Democrat in the White House but they don't seem to be complaining when there's the Republican in the White House. And I don't understand all I know about that. Hmm. I vote Republican as well as anything, but um, I don't understand the hypocrisy. Well, um, hypocrisy is uh, pretty common in politics. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are. I think it's in the mix. So it's, uh, it depends on whose ox is being gored, basically. Is, uh, I think what, you're absolutely right. So that's thanks for putting up with me. Hey, David, thank you. No, glad to have you on. Nine uh, twenty nine. Back in a moment here on Penny for Your Thoughts. News headlines coming up. Jim Die after ten. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. On a penny for your thoughts, 9.32. News headlines coming up here at the bottom of the hour. If you need some uh, roof work down here over the winter, we're going to have some snow here at some point, you would think, uh, as the winter goes on. There's still some work that can be done during the winter, siding, gutters, gutter guards, and windows. The folks at Roofs by Roger can help uh, take care of that for you. Give them a call 
If you'd like to, 1-7-8-3-4-3-800. If you'd like to get on the list, you're thinking about a roof uh, replacement here uh, next year, now's the time to call and get on the get on the list because they are busy. And you can uh, you know go into a little more depth on your shingles and what kind of shingles and, and those kinds of things. So make sure you get that done, 217-834-3800. Roost by Roger, been at this a long time. So give them a call, locally owned and operated, Roofs by Roger, our man Roger Oakletree there. Our news headlines brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Some more texts and emails, phone calls welcome, of course. Up until 11, Jim Dye joins me after the news at 10. Speaking of the news, here is CBS News at the bottom of the hour. Get the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens plant experts live Saturday mornings at 8.15 here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Yeah, breaking free from uh, High School Musical. Made a star, a couple of stars out of that movie. Two or three, anyway. Zac Efron was one. Vanessa Hudgens was the other. She is 34 years old today. They made three of those movies. And uh, Disney came out with it. My daughters were just absolutely enraptured by it. We watched it over and over again. And it was kind of a surprise hit, the first one. The second one was a lot more big budget. But, yeah, she's uh, 34 today. This is also the anniversary, December 14, 1977, 45 years ago. Saturday Night Fever premiered in New York, made John Travolta a superstar. Spawned a best-selling soundtrack that included the Bee Gees' Staying Alive. And this was the day, you may remember, the uh, press conference uh, George W. Bush was having in Baghdad. An Iraqi journalist hurled his shoes at the president, if you remember that. Mr. Bush able to duck the flying footwear that was considered an insult uh, is what it was. Uh, The journalist threw his shoe at the president. And there's some stories around that event. I think uh, Dana Perino, who used to work here at uh, Channel 3 now on Fox, I think she was in that uh, press conference. She's talked about that quite a bit. Uh, What a weird weird day that was. Uh, 9.38, as we continue here with an open line, Jim Dye. Joining us here in a little bit. And let's go to Steve. How you doing, Steve? Well, I'm a little disappointed in things right now, but I'll tell you about it. Okay. Okay, I uh, found out that my uh, retirement money from Social Security and my uh, pension from SERS was broken into, hacked into, and I hadn't got any checks or anything for three months. And so, well, it's a direct deposit, so I didn't know whether it was being deposited or not. So I went to the, I hadn't got a receipt from the bank for a while, so I went to the bank and found out that it had been broken into. So I went to Social Security back in uh, October and talked to them. And uh, I have a letter here from Social Security that says, uh, we have not yet finished the work on the claim at this time because and then it goes on to say they will reimburse me for any anything in the next when they get it finally done. 
So I've called the Champagne Police Department, and I talked to them, and they they took the message, and they haven't. That was two weeks ago. They haven't called me back. I'm trying to call the state police, and I keep getting a busy signal instead of having like a at least a machine that says you know answer your put your name down, and they call you back. So I can't get anybody who seems to want to help me out. Hmm. I just let people know that that's the kind of service us senior citizens are getting anymore. Just wow. like the other day, I tried talk, talking to uh, Beatty, I think it was, that uh, I'd been on Social Security now for 12 years, and I finally got a cost of living raise the other day, and it was $30. Now, you tell me, $30? You can't even go to the grocery store and not have $30 over what you used to spend a year ago. So I don't know what that's supposed to help us seniors out at all. And here I got somebody's hacked into my account, and I don't even got money from that anymore. So I'm kind of disappointed in the system. Yeah, I can see where that would be. Yeah, that would be frustrating. So have you talked to SIRS about it? What do they say? Yes, I went to them, and uh, they're about like uh, Social Security. They've got people that are going to investigate it, and they'll get back with me. Well, I talked to them the other day, and they noticed that I hadn't got paid, so they're going to put my money in my account, but they can't figure out who's hacked it yet. Hmm. And that's why I was calling call the police, and the police won't call me back. They, When I talked to them that one day, they told me, said, Sir, we have more crimes with guns that we're concerned about. So I said, okay. So I've been trying to call the state police, and I guess everybody else is calling them because I keep getting a busy signal every time I call them. Yeah. I wonder if a uh, politician... Call maybe somebody like uh, Bennett, but he's passed away, and right. I don't really know who else to give a call to. Well, you could try Chapin, I guess. Well... See if he could help. Could you give me his phone number if you know it? I don't really have... The phone book I got is just commercial advertisement. It's called the New Yellow Pages. and It didn't even have the police department number in it, so... Yeah. Let me... Um let me, I'll tell you, I'll put you on hold. Let me, uh, Adam will get your number, and then we'll see if we can get it for you. Okay? Thank you. All right. Hang on a second here. We'll let uh, Adam get Steve's number, and then we'll um, we'll try to get him connected here with uh, with Chapin. Maybe Chapin can help with that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how the police would be able to help either. I'm not sure with somebody that's hacking into your pension or your retirement. I'm not sure where they go on that but let me uh let me see what i can do on that okay uh let's see good morning brian i'd like to bring attention to the 35 billion dollar gift biden just provided to the teamster unions to supplement their pension fund that was set to take cuts up to 60 percent no wonder all the union people vote democrat their union reps steal their pension money the democrats take our tax money and subsidize their retirement our state has done the same thing. They've used the America Rescue Act money to subsidize their golden parachute pensions and debt. And everyone thinks Pritzker is the best thing since sliced bread. I assume he means about the uh, the um, rescue money then, you know, with the balanced budget now that uh, they say they have. That certainly helped. Uh, 943 at DWS. Carl's up next. Hey, Carl. Yeah, well, it might be a good idea to con- I'm sorry. Contact the local congressperson. Yeah. That's... About the pension, about since it's Social Security. But uh, that's just my opinion as, um, as I was listening. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't help but think uh, the reliable 
is almost like the tragedy bowl because of all the deaths between the two teams the last um, less than a month, I think. You say that again. The la- the deaths since what? The in the within the last month, the uh, the coach. Had his father-in-law die and his mother die. Oh, our coach, and yeah, that, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. His mother and between yep. the two teams, mm-hmm. there's there hasn't been so. I don't remember so much tragedy between two teams in one game. Yeah, I know. In my life, no, I know. Yeah, you're right. No, it's uh, it's very strange going into this, and then you've got the. Uh, you know, aside from the tragedies and the, you know, then you've got the big change with Ryan Walters going to Purdue and, you know, who's yeah, going to play, who's going to play in the bowl game and decide Purdue. Yeah. And those are all things that happen usually, but, um, yeah, but, yeah. but no, you're right. Yeah. There has been a lot of tragedy here between the two teams a lot here in the last month. Yeah. I was just trying to figure it out because the coach's mother died about a week before Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving, the Thursday. And then his, then that was settled, and then his father-in-law died the mm-hmm. next, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And so, you know, it, it was, it's been a mess. Oh, yeah. No, it has been tough. Uh, it uh, puts, uh, puts games and all this kind of stuff in perspective, you know, when – we get we get yeah. pretty wrapped up in it. It's easy to lose lose sight of what's really important. Yeah, I heard a story from Paul Feinbaum yesterday that uh, oh, uh, I can't even think of the man's name who died. Um, the coach, Mike Leach. Uh, he, yeah, mm-hmm. Mike Leach had mm-hmm. been offered the Tennessee job, and the uh, the chancellor of Tennessee. Uh, didn't like it because he he is too much of a, of a unknown, and so the AD got fired because of that. Hmm. According to that story, so anyway, yeah, he's so, he was he was a different guy. I mean, he had uh, I've read all kinds of stories, recruiting visits and things he did. He did magic tricks on recruiting visits. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> he did. Uh, I mean, he. Uh, I I saw his last interview with, uh, I didn't see the whole thing, but his last interview with a, with a reporter who was getting married. So he was like telling the guy about, uh, what you go through when you, when you get married, mm-hmm. the wedding plans. And, stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that was his, his diatribe, not talking about football, but talking about the problems the guy was going to have. Uh, with the wedding. So. Oh yeah! If you if you Google Mike Leach on whatever topic, he he pontificated about everything. He was uh, so. his his mind. It was a stream of consciousness. Whatever came to his mind, that's what he said. <laughs> he was yeah, pretty he, interesting but he guy. Still won. He won a lot of games. He sure did. Yep. Anyway, well, I'm sorry that I was hard to understand at the beginning. But that's okay. No problem, Carl. All righty. Thank Bye. you. Appreciate it. All right, 947. Let me get a quick break in. Back with more. Hang on. Need to get this in after this on Penny. 
Now at newsgazette.com, Inside Illini Basketball, our weekly podcast with beat writer Scott Ritchie, who will tell you there's one player who Brad Underwood is good with. Sincere Harris. But a tender Tennessee Christmas is the only Christmas. Yeah, speaking of Tennessee, Illinois and Tennessee basketball, men's basketball, a home and home starting next year. And I'm guessing this is partly to replace the Big Ten ACC Challenge, which ended this year. So, yeah, home and home. I think we're in Knoxville in December of 23 and back here in Champaign against the Volunteers in December of 24. So, home and home with. The Vols and the checkerboard. All right, 9.50, go to Jimmy Bean. How you doing, sir? Morning, Brian. How are you? Good. I'm doing fine. I wanted to call in about uh, about Scott Bennett, and um, you know that I have a rescued pit bull, my sweet Ellie Mae. Um, she pretty much runs the show over here. So if she decides at that time we're going for a walk, then at that time we're going for a walk, and I didn't get to call in, unfortunately. Um, so sorry about that, but, um, I just wanted to share this. Uh, I did not know Scott well, but I did know him. Um, I had the honor and privilege of, of sitting at the VIP table a few years when, uh, Champaign County healthcare consumers has their award banquet. Uh, and I was sitting at that table a couple of those years. Scott was also at the same table. The story I wanted to share that I will always remember is uh, the guy who will be uh, my son-in-law at some point in time. His name is Travis Dees. Uh, Travis, Travis works at the Assembly Hall and at, the, at Memorial Stadium, and I'm sure that if you ever saw him, you would recognize him. He's about six foot four, and he's always got a smile on his face. <laughs> really super nice guy. But at any rate... Uh, Scott saw Travis and said, you know, and Scott, uh, Travis and my daughter, Courtney, were sitting at the same table. He, he looked at Travis and he said, you know, I know you from somewhere. I, I, I can't remember where, but I, I, I know that I know you from somewhere. And Travis said, you know, you were canvassing in our neighborhood and you stopped and we talked about a few different things that were on my mind that day. And he said, yes, that's right. You lived over on Mumford Drive. And he knew all of these things, remembered Travis, didn't remember his name per se, but just, you know, as uh, and that was just one of the many people who he shook hands with and talked to. But he, he was a genuine person who, uh, who totally took an interest in, in others that he spoke with. Absolutely. No, he was really good at that. Travis and I were both really impressed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that night that, that Scott would remember that. And uh, just the fact that that he 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 recognized Travis by you know by his look, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. That is a skill. That's a real good skill to be able to do that. So we are uh, the world is uh, is missing a, a really kind and generous soul, and uh, let's hope that somewhere along the line, some other people will take you know take a look at at the life that Scott led and decide maybe. Uh, they can step up and help our society and and, and be a similar uh, aid to us all. 
Hey, good story, Jimmy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good Have to hear from day. you. You too. Thank you. On this uh, Wednesday, 9.53, let me get another break in. Back with more. A little clip I've got of Mike Leach, uh, just one of his uh, profound thoughts off the top of his head about mascots. We'll uh, do that next here after this. as we join you here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Headed for the uh, top of the hour. I mentioned the uh, passing of Mike Leach, the Mississippi State uh, football coach. And he was was an interesting guy. He he would get asked all kinds of questions, and people would ask him things, and he just would go off on a tangent. Here was one. They asked him about uh, mascots in the Pac-12. This was when he was at Washington State. And here's what he had to say about all the mascots. If they had a fight, who would win? I'm going to say the Wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? Uh, the Bruin, definitely formidable. Um, uh, another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. Um, Unless we're going to go with the bird and somebody might get pecked or something, I don't know. And then um, the duck, the duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. Uh, the beaver, well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. Um, the uh, the ute again. We're back to. Uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that youth's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. And then, um, and, uh, and you know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Um, just as far as a beast alone... Uh, a buffalo is going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a buffalo is d- utterly outstanding. Well, but Butch, Butch is going to have to be clear-minded and crafty. I mean, Butch will, Butch will find a way. There's no question. The Cougar will find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, <clears throat> and attack when you get your uh, your chances or your openings. That was Mike Leach about Pac-12 mascots. I mean, that's this is kind of stuff he did. He was an interesting guy for sure. Patty's with us. I got about a minute. Hi, Patty. Hi, Brian. The only thing I'm calling about is this increase in our gas gas electric bill. Um, is anybody else concerned about it besides me? I mean, oh. it's going to go up three hundred percent. Oh, a lot of people have been. Oh, yeah. Can you can you get someone on that knows about this? Because I'm reading this letter. Do you live in Urbana, or do you live where this is being affected? I live in where you're being affected. Yeah, I live in Muhammad. I know Urbana has been affected. There's been a lot of communities because the uh, aggregation contracts expired, where they buy. Well, but I think you're it's coming to you too within the next six or eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't understand it. I'm sure a lot of people don't. Can you get someone on that can answer questions for us? Yeah, well, we had uh, Chapin on. I don't know, it was a few about a week or so ago. I think uh, yeah, we, we right. spent we spent an hour kind of diving into it. But I can try to find somebody else that might. Uh, be able to explain it too 
So yeah, is I mean, how do you get alternate service? I mean, there's yeah. I don't know how, where we would even go. It's not like going from Macy's to Sears. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's, well, it, yeah, it's it's pretty complicated. It has to do with a supplier and and uh, oh, you know, it's going to cost us a fortune. Absolutely. My my bill's usually 150 a month. It's going to go to 400 a month. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot about it. I'll see what I can. What else? Who else okay. I can round up? Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Patty. Good to hear from Bye. you. Yeah, let me see. I'll mark that down, and we'll see what we can do. WDWS Champaign-Urbana headed for a high of 51 today with rain. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217 217- Three five six nine three nine seven, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, two one seven three five one five three five seven, or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now here again, Brian Barnhart. On a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here. Hour number two as we uh, join you today. Headed for a high of 51, low of 31 tonight with a chance of some rain. Uh, breezy, some sun tomorrow at a high of 38. High on Sunday will be 30, so it's steadily going to go down here over the next few days. Hey, the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office, the iHotel and Conference Center, today at 1.30. Get your space reserved. Call the Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. As we join you here today on a penny for your thoughts, our uh, friends at MX Electric, if you need some electrical work done, make sure you uh, contact our buddy Max, MX Electric. Give him a call. Uh, look him up online. He can do big jobs, little jobs. He can help with outdoor lighting. He just did some uh, help with me on a doorbell, uh, something simple like that. He can help with. So don't worry about it being too small a project. He'll uh, get you on the list. He'll take good care of you. He's done some work for my dad as well. So MX Electric, give him a call and uh, find out about all the things they do. And sign up for that Santa run when you go to the website. Uh, Santa run coming up, what, uh, this weekend in uh, in St. Joseph. Make sure you get signed up for that. Ought to be a lot of fun. All right, Jim Dye is with us. Speaking of fun, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty well, Yeah, even though it's a cold and dreary day that doesn't do much for me cold and wet we were just talking about uh, mike leach at the end of the yeah. show in the last hour and uh, quite a quite a football character and uh, obviously a very well-rounded individual who liked to philosophize on various subjects that yes. were of interest to him and yeah. others everything from mascots to marriage advice to halloween candy to yeah he was just uh, you know he's one of those guys who was not afraid to uh just kind of go off and talk about things. You know, most coaches are more, much more buttoned up than that. But uh, I think he enjoyed uh, he enjoyed engaging in his musings with the media, and they certainly got a lot of attention from time to time. The thing about him, though, that's most striking is his uh, con- contribution to the game of football, professional and college, with the way he he and guys like Hal Mummy and and others uh, came up with the the kind of new modern offensive football with the ball in the air i mean this did this guy i mean i would watch his games on television i would think does this guy ever run the ball (laughs) (laughs) i mean mean, running is part of football but uh in his mind the way to get in the end zone was through the air and he certainly had a lot of great quarterbacks and 
uh, great offenses and was a very interesting character. Well, the quarterback we're going to see uh, in the bowl game, uh, Will Rogers. Yeah, he's terrific. He threw for 3,700 yards this year. Yeah, I mean, and like 36 so- touchdowns and. Eight interceptions. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just, it's just amazing. Of course, this is a, this is a team that eschews uh, the running game uh, with the, some limited exceptions. So, and, and he, you know, he really was able to attract quarterbacks of great talent, mm-hmm. and also to bring in guys that were kind of mysteries who became great players mm-hmm. under his tutelage. So, uh, clearly, a guy who knew what he was doing when he was coaching offensive football. Want to wish our uh, friend Al Martindale a happy birthday. It's today his is his today? birthday today. Well, Al, you I just, just saw you him. Were just I, with him last night. I just right? saw him last night. He kept it to himself. <laughs> Maybe and, he's not counting birthdays anymore. And uh, Brad Underwood just had a birthday. And uh, Mike Pearson notes that on this day, 1979, Mike White was named the head coach of the Illini football program. Wow, no kidding. On this day, 1979, long time ago. And that night, I think, or the night after, he was uh, introduced at the assembly hall and. Led the crowd in cheers of I L L I N I. That's funny. It seems like yesterday. It does, doesn't it? He, well. he's another guy with a heck of a personality. Mm-hmm. He was a likable uh, public figure, although I think he could be kind of fiery behind the scenes. But yeah, he he changed things. Really changed things for the better for Illinois football. All right, we uh, talked a little bit about uh, various things over the last couple of days. Uh, the passing of Scott Bennett, um, someone who. Uh, had a big impact in this community, but you know he was one of those guys that was a downstate Democrat uh, in a district that, you know, was both rural and uh, urban, and and had to cross a lot of party lines to try to get stuff done. Yeah, Scott was just a um, a all around good guy. He's a good lawyer, good person, uh, open minded legislator. Uh, I I got along fine with him, and uh, he was always polite to me in different. Uh, Different settings, he's polite to everybody. He's just a good guy, and it's just uh, you know one of those terrible things that happens that comes right out of the blue and changes everything. It's just kind of, you know it's one of those things that makes you sick, but yeah. part of life. It's it's uh, very sad. Well, you think about the uh, state senators over time in our area. You know, you think Stan Weaver. You yeah. think you know uh, um, uh, Rick Winkle. Rick Winkle. I was mm-hmm. thinking of him. Others. Mike Frerichs had that job for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just some really, really good people, I think. Yeah, I years. think Scott was uh, going to be a um, – well, I think he had aspirations to be the state's attorney of Champaign County and maybe someday a judge, but uh, he was going to be a, a public figure for uh, years to come. And it's just uh, it's just sad because, you know, when you have good people, not all it's not all the time that you get good people like that. And so mm-hmm. when you have them, you're really fortunate. And when you lose them, it's it's a sad thing. And, of course, then the, the family perspective is, you know, terrible with the wife and two young kids. So mm-hmm. it's yep. – what, what can you say about something yeah, like that? Yeah. It's just one of those things that comes out of the blue and changes everything. Right. He's 45 years old. Service on Monday, by the way, at the Cranert uh, Center. At uh, 10 o'clock, and the governor is going to be there, from what I understand, oh. and a lot of other uh, dignitaries. And some of the folks we had, a lot of the, both the folks we had on yesterday, Julia and Mike Ferrix, will be speaking, I'm told, at that event as well. And Deb Finan will join us near the end of the week. We'll talk to her about it uh, as well. All right, let's see here. Hi, what are your guys' thoughts on the proposed bill 5855 that wants to ban assault weapons? If, oh. you, look, if you look up the definition of assault weapon, it's in a is it any semi-automatic or automatic weapon which is illegal to possess unless you have a certain license, your shotguns used to hunt, 
with your pistols, your target practice all fall in that category. And if you don't register, you become a felon. And, of course, felons can't possess any weapons. This is a way for the government to try to steal your guns for you, from you. Thank you, and have a good day. Go Illini. Well, I'm, I would bet my bottom dollar that the legislature will pass something, and I would, equally, I would bet uh, another dollar that that will be immediately be challenged uh, in the courts by the Illinois State Rifle Association or the National or whatever, however they, they formulate it. I mean, I think that's one of the problems that they have uh, with uh, – with bills like this is defining well what is assault an assault weapon is it something that you that you is kind of a mimics the design of a uh, military style rifle or is it uh, you know just the just the description of well it's a semi-automatic weapon that we're going to ban well that's that's virtually everything because machine guns are illegal but uh, every, every virtually every weapon fires one shot at a time so i don't know uh, what they're going to do except i know they're going to pass something they seem to be in a uh, kind of a frenzy after the highland park thing where the legislature is dying to show uh, one that it's that it uh, responds to public uh, clamor out of highland park which is legitimate of course because of you know the terrible thing that happened there and the other thing is that you have a lot of uh, people in the legislature who really want to uh, do what they can to, you know, quote, ban uh, firearms, any any firearms that they can. The problem, of course, is they run into the, the law, which says, you you know, you have a right to possess, and you, actually they you have a right to concealed carry. So it, it, the laws that when they after they pass this thing, the, the laws of Illinois will be kind of almost at odds with each other, which they will permit concealed carry under certain circumstances and at the same time, try to ban other things. So it's, I think it's going to be a, a political mess, but they're going to pass something. Had a listener uh, ask you, he was having trouble with Social Security and uh, his SIRS pension and, and some things there. Uh, Barbara writes in, says, the gentleman could contact the Office of the Inspector General, OIG, for Social Security. The nearest office is probably in Chicago, uh, she says. Asked to speak to an agent. They're supposed to investigate waste, fraud, and abuse in the Social Security program. I also found a written complaint form on the Internet to fill under the OIG for Social Security. So, <coughs> I don't know. And, uh, by the way, we did give him, uh, found him Chapin's number for his office uh, that he has here in Champaign, so hopefully that'll help uh, with uh, trying to get that solved. All right, let's go to the phones here. Jim Dye joins me a couple times a month. He's here today. Cindy. Hi. I just want to respond to that last text and this, issue i don't understand what the big deal is because you purchase a gun it is registered the serial number you can't have a gun without a serial number normal people normal law-abiding people don't mind that so i don't think it's banning it it's already registered when you purchase it so you can still keep your gun correct well, I mean, the, the, the proposal, and, and we haven't seen anything on this yet, so we're just speculating about language, but the proposal is called an assault weapons ban. So, uh, yes, you, if you buy a weapon in Illinois, uh, which you can do, you have to have a firearm owner's ID card. That's also kind of a subject now of some litigation that the Supreme Court has uh, tried to avoid in a couple of cases. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think basically you're right. You can buy a gun if you have an FOID card. Uh, that gun is Registered. identified. It's yeah, and yeah. Uh, but we're talking about certain types of weapons, not necessarily uh, like handguns or. Um, well, yeah, I know, but I mean, even that weapon um, is purchased with a serial number and registered with the state. Yeah, and 
we have our Floyds, and so it's kind of like just repeating what's already there. I mean, I just don't see why why people are falling apart when we're already following exactly the same thing. Well, there are a lot of gun laws. You know, our gun laws are, since there's not a specific proposal out there, I can't really respond because I don't know exactly what they have in Mm -hmm. mind. But I will say that uh, a lot of these gun crimes that we see, the guns that are used in these things are already illegal. Uh, Right. So so we're going to pass another law. registered. And I I have no problem with it being registered because I'm not a bad person, you know? I'm not going to do anything with it. Well, it's the bad uh, persons that have the guns that that are the problem. So we'll just have to see, but I can guarantee it's going to be a political free-for-all. Well, it just seems ridiculous because why? I mean, it's already, we already have to register them. So, well, the issue I don't think is necessarily regis- registration. It's it's having one. For instance, the uh, the shooter in um, what was this? Highland was it Highland Park? Highland Park, I think. Highland Park. Yeah. Now this is this is a problem here because in this case, this guy shouldn't have had the gun, and he wouldn't have had the gun except for the fact that his father vouched for him, which was allowed by law, vouched for him with the state police, so he could get a firearm owner's ID card which he then used to go out and buy, and buy the weapon. Now, if you've got a and if you've seen this kid's story and you've seen his pictures in the paper, this kid is not a normal kid. And so why any father would say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. vouch for him to go out and get a you know, I, this I kind know of a weapon." I don't know anybody who has to have a vouch has to have somebody vouch for them. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, well that's for because the car. kid was under 21. He was under 21 at the time. And so you do have to have Apparently, apparently in this case, he had to have someone vouch for him because he was not uh, 21 years old. Now, the law that's propo- that's been proposed, I've read, eliminates that as an option. The the old the father vouching for the for the sure. underage kid. So right, mm. and anybody who's just a normal uh, gun collector or user, uh, that's I I don't know anybody actually who needs a somebody to vouch for them to get a void yeah I mean, it's like, that's right well that's so right that's, but that was the, it was the and, case and this isolated. kid was underage that's why he had to yeah so you so owe, you know pe- right. you know gun owners who are over 21 apparently <laughs> oh yes yeah. absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few years yeah. yeah so anyway um i just i to me it's it's just repeating the laws that we already have on the book so hmm. i i it doesn't worry me but anyway, that's my two cents. All right. Thank you, Thank Cindy. You. No, I appreciate your two uh-huh. cents. We'll add it to the uh, list here. Or to the, uh, you know, I wish they'd the had a law like that when uh, I was under 21 and was trying to buy beer. If I could have yeah. somebody vouch somebody for me. Somebody vouch for you? Well, he's a good guy. <laughs> As he could give him that case All of All right. Beer. Now, we may be in trouble here because Judge Stegman's on the line. Uh-oh. Oh, what, what do we do, Judge? Uh-oh. Well, uh, I'm calling for two reasons. One, to say Merry Christmas to two of my favorite guys. But... I thought I'd, I'd pass on uh, <clears throat> some context to the business about Sam Bankman Freed, yes, who um, was scheduled Monday, if I understood correctly, to appear before Congress uh, and to uh, answer questions about the uh, <clears throat> cryptocurrency fraud <clears throat> of the firm he was head- heading and the billions of dollars that were lost, and. Um, how he didn't do that because the Department of Justice chose to indict him that day, and while he was still in the Bahamas before he came to Washington D.C. to testify, uh, and uh, now uh, apparently uh, having been formally charged with multiple counts, he's providing extradition. But 
here's here's a question I'd, uh, or a context I'd like to give. I've been in the criminal justice system for a long time, and as a prosecutor for many years. And there's one absolute rule of being a prosecutor uh, that uh, is still true, and that is this. If a suspect wants to talk, let him talk, because it always helps the state's potential case and never hurts. So if you have a situation where Sam Bankman-Fried is silly enough, knowing that apparently uh, lots of people are looking at potential criminal involvement and what happened with this uh, massive fraud of billions of dollars, if he's silly enough to show up in Washington, D.C. and appear before uh, a House committee and make statements and answer questions, which was supposedly what the plan was, then why not let him do that? In other words, um, the Department of Justice is looking into this matter. Why not wait another day and get all kinds of statements from him uh, on the record, which then are entirely usable against them in any subsequent trial. And the other thing to point out here, guys, is <clears throat> when you're dealing with uh, financial crimes, and we've already seen an indication of it, it's very important to make sure that you can establish that this guy knew what he was doing and had a criminal intent doing it. Uh, we've already had some indication that, gee, I was just sloppy, I was negligent, uh, gee, I'm so sorry about it which will almost certainly be his defense at a trial, and the state has to prove, the government has to prove the a reasonable doubt. No, that's not the case. So my point is the Department of Justice, the Biden Department of Justice, knowing all of this, chose the day before he was set to testify for perhaps hours in Washington, D.C., to deprive themselves of what he was going to say with regard to these charges they were going to bring. Now, someone more cynical than I might wonder, why would you do that? Why would you uh, deprive yourself <clears throat> of what might be very important and significant testimony of this guy in what could be the most massive uh, uh, fraud case of all time? And uh, I have two suggestions. One is either they are totally incompetent, which I frankly doubt, or they are, in effect, protecting him by indicting him early. So they are depriving themselves of his testimony intentionally. Hmm. Well, I saw Andrew McCarthy, the uh, well-known federal pros- former federal prosecutor and legal analyst, uh, raising that very question. Why would you indict the guy when he's about ready to give a lengthy statement under oath and be cross-examined on it? So there is no... There is no credible explanation. We're not mind readers, uh, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it really doesn't. And it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> I remember this is a guy who's given tens of millions of dollars to prominent uh, Democrat politicians. Uh, and you wonder if this is some sort of effort to protect uh, this guy before he's thrown into the dock. And, uh, if it is, it really stinks. I just don't understand it. And uh, the one thing I think uh, all of us Americans are entitled to is confidence that uh, <clears throat> the criminal justice system is not going to be partisan. That they will call the shots evenly and fairly. And uh, it's very disturbing uh, what happened here. And uh, like Andrew McCarthy, I'd sure like some explanation of why couldn't they wait 24 hours? And, and here's the other thing. Now they're trying to extradite him from the Bahamas. 
They wouldn't have had to extradite him. He was going to appear voluntarily in Washington, D.C. <laughs> That's a good point, too. Good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. with all of that, guys, I'll just say, uh, once again, Merry Christmas, and it's great to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate okay, you. Thank you. Thank you Bye-bye. very much. There's uh, Judge Steigman weighing in. How about that? Uh, 1029, Bob from Urbana, or Bob from Champaign. Or, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, 1029, back in a moment here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Hi, this is Parker Stevens from Villa Grove Basketball. Join us Saturday afternoon at 1 as Illinois Basketball takes on Alabama A&M right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply here at the bottom of the hour. Our friends at Busey Bank as shopping increases here. And a lot of free, today is free shipping day, by the way, for a lot of stores. Uh, Busey promises sound advice, helping keep you safe while you shop, both in stores and online. And they can set up alerts to monitor for suspicious activity. Be cautious of deals that seem too good to be true. Beware of your surroundings. Beware of mystery shopper scams. Uh, and if you suspect uh, you or someone you know may be a victim of a scam, you can contact uh, local law enforcement or your bank for assistance. Busey Online Services uh, can help there. So visit the Information Security section of Busey's financial blog, Money Matters. And the uh, pillar is out as well. You can uh, learn different things in regards to um, what's going on with Busey and their involvement in different parts of our uh, area and, and country with the pillar magazine that is out. Uh, 1033. Don't forget the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home and Assets and Family in Perilous Times. You can join them today at the I Hotel. That's today at 1.30. Reserve your space. Call the Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. Somebody I mentioned earlier, Dana Perino, who is on Fox, was right. a former spokeswoman for the Bush White House. And used, mentioned, to work at, used to work at WCIA. I know, and I mentioned that. Somebody goes, she used to work in Channel 3, and yes, she did. She uh, Way remember, back when. <laughs> I remember Dave Shaw telling me that he hired her, mm-hmm. remember it hired her at, at one time. And she's from Wyoming and went to grad school at uh, in journalism at in the uh, the Sangamon State um, mm-hmm. Public Affairs Reporting Program. What's now is known as U of I Springfield, UIS. Mm-hmm. And during her time at UIS, she also worked for WCIA, a CBS affiliate as a reporter covering the Illinois Capitol. So. Yeah, she uh, was she did, here. She didn't like reporting. She didn't. She didn't like it. No, she didn't yeah. like having to go to unpleasant scenes and ask yeah. questions about it. it. Wasn't yeah. her cup of tea. Yeah, she seems too nice for that. She yeah. is too nice. <laughs> so, anyway, that's uh, she did work at Channel Three. I remember that uh, that story. All right, uh, let's see. Contrary to what your caller Cindy believes, firearms are not registered in Illinois or by the feds. Neither keep a registry. Steve says. <clears throat> well, that, that relates to, I mean, she was talking about the uh, serial numbers, I guess, which which are mm-hmm. recorded. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can say that's re- Registration is probably a whole different process, but mm-hmm. identification is uh, relates to the, <clears throat> to the um, identification numbers on the guns, which are often uh, erased by, the, by wrongdoers. Mm-hmm. Uh, banning assault weapons, Lister says, is like banning illegal drugs. Nothing is going to stop people from killing people. We should ban all vehicles. Because someone could drive one through a parade, and referencing what happened in what in Kenosha was that where that was? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. did happen mm-hmm. again. That guy recently got multiple life sentences, I believe. 
Chapin Rose talking about him didn't help much about the power price going up. He just blames the Democrats. The Republicans wouldn't let the Dems issue permits for alternative power because uh, I had suggested we had uh, Chapin on talking about the electricity issue here oh, 10 days ago or so. All right, uh, let's go to Mark. Good morning. Good morning. A couple of points of clarification. Um, I really wish you guys would get somebody on that knows about firearm regulations in the state of Illinois, an expert. Uh, Cindy is wrong. Uh, you do not register your firearms with the state of Illinois. Uh, when you purchase a firearm from a licensed dealer, he copies the firearm number down and then keeps that information at his shop. It is never released to the federal or state governments until that shop goes out of business. So there is no registration of firearms in the state of Illinois or any other state. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. How, how does ATF trace weapons that are they used? Go back, in, I'm they sorry? go back and say, okay, who bought this firearm? Okay, Bob's Gun Shop bought this firearm. So they do have and the registration they, numbers. they do have the numbers the on the guns. The manufacturer gives the information to Bob's Gun Shop. Bob's Gun Shop sells it, and then you can go back and find the first purchaser of the firearm and then ask that guy, who did you sell the gun to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's where it ends. Okay. Okay, so, so what, in the case, so for example, of the guy, the guy that uh, killed Officer Oberheim, they were able ATF found out who bought the firearm from the gun shop in Indianapolis. They were then able to question that first-time buyer and ask her who. Did you sell this firearm to? And because of text messages and everything else, it came out that she loaned it or bought it or sold it to to the suspect. So that is where it ends. But you really, you know, as 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 the government and and the state of Illinois is coming in because everybody that currently owns a Ruger 1022 22 caliber firearm semi-automatic is going to be subject to either the banning of the gun or the or the registration. And do you really want do you really want the government you know, you, you go out and buy a firearm. Do you really want a third party to know that you have it? I'm not saying that, that there's problems, but can you imagine, you know, buying a $10,000 Barrett 50 caliber, which under Illinois law would be illegal, right? A gun that has never been used in any type of mass shooting would now be illegal in the state of Illinois. Would you really want some file clerk in, in, in Springfield? That that's what would happen with that's you're to, saying that's what would happen with this new bill, is that what you're saying? They're banning fifty caliber. So what does that mean? That means that all muzzle loaders, which are fifty eight caliber, you know, the guy going out and shooting deer with a muzzle loader, that would be illegal in the state of Illinois. So are you now going to ban muzzle loaders, which haven't been involved in a mass shooting probably since Concord Hill? Are you now going to ban those? 
Uh, you go to ban the 1022 Ruger, and you know, which is just a, you know, a plinking gun. Are you going to ban those? And and but the point of my original call was, you know, now we got off on guns, but. You know, the News Gazette has been talking all the time about fake news, fake news, and what to look for in fake news. Yet at the same time, they've, you know, I, I read where Twitter um, kept the Hunter Biden laptop and said that that was fake news. And, and now it's coming out that there is a bias. You know, at least in that case, there was a bias that the, the, the mainstream media kept the Hunter Biden, you know, uh, uh, laptop under control in terms of not letting other people know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with the News Gazette publishing, you know, these, you know, from all these journalism people what to stand out for fake news. You know, there was a shooting last night in Champaign. I've yet to see about it in the News Gazette. There was an, a Champaign police officer got hit upside the head yesterday with a pole. And put in the hospital. I've yet to see that. So was a report filed? You know, or you just heard about it? I mean, I'm just asking. Gets hit upside the head with a pole. I'm yeah. pretty sure that police report was filed. Okay. Well, I'm just asking. I don't know how those things work. And, and somebody went to jail. Somebody's in jail for yeah. it. Okay. But you know, the 24 hours later, I've not seen that. I did see about a house fire on South Duncan. What time did that happen? That I haven't seen what time? About. What time did that happen? What? The hitting upside the head. What time did it happen? Seven o'clock yesterday morning. Okay. I don't know. All I can do is check with Mary. I mean, she's the one that covers no, this. No, I mean, you know, so. that, that, that's fine. But but you see my point about you know the, the New York Times and all these learned you know places out there censored the news of Hunter Biden's laptop. And so what is fake news? Yeah. Okay, well. I'm asking that question. What is fake news? I don't know. (laughs) That's kind of a broad question. I mean, it's rhetorical and it's broad. I don't know how to answer it. Well, I mean, you know, you've got a columnist who called a a, um, candidate for office a white supremacist, and yet he's still allowed to write for the News Gazette? You're talking about you. You're talking um, about the professor. Yeah, I can't he, pronounce his name. Well, he was suspended, right? He hasn't written for. But he's back. No, he's back. He is he's back. back. Okay. He, he, yeah, he's back last Saturday, yeah. last Sunday. Well, uh, Paul Paul Barrett's on tomorrow, so you can take it up with him. Well, I'll I'll, I'll call tomorrow. Okay. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. All right, ten forty-two. Anything you want to add to that? I don't know. No, what. he covered the waterfront there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure there's much of a relationship between. Uh, the New York Times and all the ma- elite media um, covering up the Hunter Biden story <clears throat> and the news because that's failure to report a incident of a, a police officer being injured in a, in a melee. I mean, we, we cover these things as best we can with resources we have. If he's suggesting that we're purposely not reporting it, I would say that's completely false. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no, Mary's on top of all this stuff all yeah. the time. So, I mean, I think uh, what you saw is somebody, or what you just heard there, is somebody who is has their axes to grind, and some of them are legitimate with both the News Gazette and the New York Times. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. All right, 1043, back in a moment. Hi, this is Michaela Cox from BHRA Basketball. 
Join us Saturday afternoon at 1 as Illinois basketball takes on Alabama A&M right here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. It'll be 3 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock Illini game day. Illini women will be at Missouri on Sunday. We'll be in St. Louis next week. We'll do the show a week from today from the uh, from the Arch. They are nearby, or at least the hotel near the Arch. And I was going to say, are you going to be at the top of the Arch? <laughs> hey, we ought to talk On the about inside that or the outside? I suppose we could, yeah. Uh, visiting here with Jim Dye from the uh, News Gazette. Glad you're with us here on a uh, penny for your thoughts. Uh, real quick about the Safety Act, because I know Scott Bennett, uh, before he passed away, was working hard on that. He did a lot of work, a lot of good work on that. So what was the end result? Well, boy, you know, this thing is such a mammoth piece of legislation. It's very, very difficult, uh, even for people who pay attention to the issue, to discuss in ways that ordinary laymen can really understand because it's so complicated and so detailed. But And, and of course, it it plays right into this misinformation issue that – uh, Mark was just talking about because uh, some of the legislators that reluctantly agreed to these changes said, oh, we're just trying to address uh, misinformation. Well, they didn't really say what – I mean, there's it's a lot of speculation and scuttlebutt about legislation like that, but I, I don't think officially there was a lot of misinformation uh, that was involved. I mean, people talked about the January 1 expected flood of uh, release, uh, inmates of release uh, being from county jails because they would no longer be char- be charged with uh, detainable offenses. So they could just say, hey, the law has changed. Under the law, you can't hold me here based on this offense that I'm charged with, so, so uh, let me go. And, of course, this is the abolition of bail we're talking about. So to prevent that from happening, even though it was described as the criticism was described as misinformation, legislators set up a time frame by which these in current inmates could petition the court for release or choose to stay in jail under the bond system out of fear that they might not be released um, under the law. They also added a whole bunch of offenses uh, to the list of offenses for which you can be detained. There were a number of serious crimes that were left off the original list. So that was a misinformation. And then, of course, they changed the rules regarding uh, home detention to prevent uh, giving in giving people on home detention two free days and that's been a big problem out in cook county because a lot of these guys on their free days were going out and committing crimes and some of them actually were murder victims Mm. and the and the uh, cook county sheriff was screaming bloody murder about that Mm. so that's just some of the things that were changed in this mammoth bill now the whole thing takes effect on january 1 it's been implemented slowly over the past two years but the abolition of the bond system takes effect on january 1 now on on jan on december 20th there's going to be oral arguments in kankakee on the state's attorney's challenge to the constitutionality of this legislation i i personally think it's going to survive constitutional challenge but we'll see and then um then it will go to the Illinois supreme court and the Illinois supreme court will do whatever it does and then then we then we wait to see what happens after January one. Okay, you just so, did a whole you did a whole column right there. Well, that's, pretty good. Sure that's, <laughs> that's my column for tomorrow. Is it okay? Well, there you go. <laughs> you got an advance uh, advance copy there. You get an there you go. Copy, well, yeah. read it. It's, but it's you know it's one of those things where you you really under you really wonder even if you're writing this stuff. Try to do it as clearly as possible. If the average Joe really is going to have any idea what this is about, because it's so complicated and it's so inside baseball in terms of how the how the judiciary deals with uh, 
individuals in the various under the various uh, questions that come up. Everything from uh, from uh, how do you charge an offense? What's the penalty going to be for the offense? For, to the question of the constitutionality of eliminating. Uh, eliminating the bond system so it's after january 1 under the law if you're charged with a crime you will go to court and be arraigned and then you will either be held until trial or immediately released based on what the offense is and the background and you know critics have charged that this is a, a kind of a roadmap for uh making communities unsafe hmm. all right let's go to john how you doing john hey good morning brian good morning jim hey how you doing Oh, I can't complain. Happy holidays. Same to you. You know, uh, this Hunter Biden thing, I'm telling you, when it blow up in everybody's face, it's going to look like we're all clowns. Somebody planted that there. I mean, you know, just think about it. Hunter Biden came from China to the State Department, directly to Ukraine. I mean, he spied for the government. Then when they found out that Giuliani and Don Jr., was behind a lot of stuff in Ukraine. What are they doing there in the first place? All of a sudden, Hunter Biden gets back to America. The ambassadors got fired. All this stuff going crazy. So we got to find something to, to get everybody thinking about what we're doing. And all of a sudden, here comes this laptop. When this laptop blows up in everybody's face, and especially the Republicans, I figured they would not fall for this. We're going to look like clowns. It's just like letting uh you know i appreciate them sending britney griner home but the good thing about it russia did that for a reason so we can fight over it <laughs> we got all these racial problems these economy problems now the americans are fighting over this britney griner thing and i'm glad she's home but this is going to blow up in everybody's face that laptop and mm-hmm. I, i'm really this is stuff we used to do in special forces and I'm telling you, it's going to blow up in somebody's face. And and I'll give you a good point. When they asked Hunter Biden was at his laptop, what did he say? Oh, uh, it might be. That's a dead giveaway right there. <laughs> it's just like Bitcoin. If it's not insured by FDIC, why would you invest in something that's ghost money? Hmm. And I was telling a lot of people that. They didn't believe it. Now, everybody's complaining now. But the best thing that guy did was when he said, well, I'm not going to jail. He just told the United States government, come and get me. I need security. Because if the mafia invested in this, they're going to find him. So he's got uh, great security right now. Just think about it. Just something to think about it. <laughs> All right, sir. And John, you've obviously been doing a lot of thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I have. It, it, it's a big joke. And like I told Bryant, Jim, it's peanut butter and jelly time still. Yep. Okay. We'll make you the sandwiches. Make Thank you, sir. <laughs> yep, I appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning, Brian. My congrats to Coach Walters on getting a ho- head coaching job at Purdue. I hope he succeeds, but it'll be hard to root for him when the Boilers play the Illini, that's for sure. Well, we don't have to. We can continue to root against him. And any news why our football coach left for Purdue? Um, uh, probably be because he's going to make a zillion make a lot of money. I think Brom was making over $4 million. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't have a – Lauren was saying last night you, you can't hire a Big Ten coach now for less than three or four, or maybe $5 mm-hmm. million. And you get a long-term contract. It's probably guaranteed. And he's uh, was making a million here, but, you know, he just increased his income by 400%. And yep. plus he probably – these guys all want to be head coaches anyhow. So mm-hmm. he has an opportunity to go to – uh, a really uh, big time program and a big time conference, and 
Why would you turn that down? Well, he was just what he he wants. He just got a big raise last year. Yeah, Josh Whitman uh, was pushed him up over a million. I think. So the question now is, who who are we going to hire now? I understand Mm -hmm. they had uh, one of the guys in the staff is really. Solid guy, mm-hmm. Kevin Kane. Yep. Uh, and Andy Boo, who's also a court, former coordinator. Now, here's one for you. I was thinking last night, maybe they would hire the 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 um, the guy who was the acting coach at Wisconsin, Jim Leonard, mm-hmm. who was a defensive coordinator, and he didn't get the job at Wisconsin. Maybe he'd come to Illinois. That's one name that's in there. There's one name that's, that's in, in the there. Hopper, so, Bob Osmosen writes about and that. And there's a zillion others. Today, oh, yeah, there'll be a few others. 1054 at DWS on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Let's go to the desert, get uh, Brent in here, and then we'll come back uh, with more here after the break. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Well, we're closing in on Christmas, right? Downtown looks nice. I haven't All been decorated up. Yeah, I haven't been. I have to, have to go check that out. Very yeah, nice. I like the Christmas music. Yeah. It's amazing how those songs were done. 60, 70 years ago. And I know. Still, they, a good song is a good song. And they huh? still register. <laughs> but you only hear them once a year. Yeah. You going anywhere for Christmas? Or are you no, I went to uh, North Carolina for uh, the Thanksgiving season, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll be staying home for Christmas. My daughter will be coming to visit us here. Okay. Well, very good. Well, thanks for coming in again. Are we done? Is this, is this that's over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of time. But I want to keep talking. <laughs> You and uh, get in line behind Judge Steigman. That's right. He, he always wants to uh, have know. an extra hour. I understand. So. Yeah. Well, thanks. Ben. It's always fun. Always fun. Thank you, sir. We'll read your columns in the uh, News Gazette, editorials and such. All right, 10.59. I'm out of time for today. We'll have more tomorrow. We've got Paul Barrett. So if you do have some News Gazette questions about the paper or about the radio stations or whatever you'd like to uh, commentate on, uh, the publisher will be here, the man in charge, Paul Barrett, and he can talk a little bit about Mike Leach, too. I think he'd run across him a couple of times. Uh, I, I think, yeah, Paul knows everybody. He's <laughs> he's like Forrest Gump. He's run into everybody in yeah. his life at some point. So anyway, we'll have uh, the publisher of the News Gazette on uh, tomorrow morning and Busey Money Talk at 1030. Thanks for being with us. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Oh.